It's your favorite time of week. Back again, together as friends in the same room. I am Derek D. Roy Everett. Popping that silver top across from me is Adam, the tax man. I'll tell you what the government won't, or maybe I will. Won't. Will. Won't. Adam Beasley. Adam, what's up, man? It's good to see you. Uh, that morning, sweet nectarine. Welcome, Death Files and Taxes. This is a, a podcast show. Um, we say it's about eBay, but we get off on our little tangents, and sometimes we talk about accounting with eBay. I brought my own face muff, Adam, to keep you safe, because I care about you. I appreciate that. You, we did get the memo. We are wearing matching teal color shirts. Well, I was filming today. I knew it. I knew if I were. I only got one teal shirt, and I said, well, if Adam's wearing anything today, it's teal. Not planned. Just spontaneity it's it, the world is back the, on the, the stars have aligned we're, we're back on even kilter on that well what's what's going on what's the news what's the uh the scuttlebutt i i had to send some stuff off to ebay you turn off that store on vacation mode and you make some money well if you're uh, on ebay right now you're making some money i was planning on being over here about a half hour ago and things just kept selling i thought well if i'm running to the post office i'm running to the post office but I've been selling like um, Magellan, the the felon himself. Did you just say you're a felon again? Well, since I never was the first time, I can't be again. Didn't you have that record expunged from your record? You want me to say who's had records expunged and what's happened? Is that we're gonna go on some truth serum? Hey, life coach, I don't need to hear that. <laughs> um, I was at the same thing. I mean, I like, literally I turned off that vacation mode. I, I picked me up a hundred dollar bill this week. I, let, uh, let me see what I got yesterday. I, uh, hold on, this is live on the cuff. I'm just going to go to the PayPal. I was talking to Philip, our good buddy Phil, the other day, and I told him what my previous day was, and he about doubled over. So, not bragging, just telling people what you can do if you can sell on the eBay, which this whole podcast is about, right? You turn on the store. I mean, it's so easy, I can do it. Like my, my, my glass case up from the, uh, the store threw down those Fallout Boy dolls. Somebody paid $90 for those things. Uh, I'm going to transfer this over. Ooh, look at that guy. So yesterday, that might be two days, $432. Man, he's just making money hand over fist. Breaking her in, um, which is a good problem to have right now where a lot of people don't have work or uh, furloughed, work shortages. I mean, the reality, you're picking up a couple of extra gur every month. I'm, I'm doing... Uh, I was doing about an extra paycheck a month, and now it's uh, it's turned into more than that. So <laughs> trying to balance everything, and uh, if you're not selling on eBay, I don't know what you're waiting for. And here's the thing: like, who knows what the items are? I mean, I sold a University of Utah sweater today. It's long past winter season, but I guess it went up to your favorite, the Great Northwest, up in the Seattle area. So well, there you go. You know, you never know what's going to sell. So get out there and list. That's what last week's episode was about. List, list, list. Um, get that stores going, and you can make the Derek D. Roy Everett money. Which, I somebody sent me a text. Do you have another speaking engagement? There's 
Apparently this fellow named Roy Everett. And, and Never heard of it. Move along. <laughs> Are you attempting to really audition in person for other people to join the podcast? If I have other ventures outside Death Piles and Taxes with another name, there's no contractual agreement that Roy Everett can't have other podcasts outside of Adam Up Accounting Industries. Wow. You got your apology last week. Okay, you're, you're right. I mean, it was just... Things get out there. Once it's on the interwebs, things get out there. Oh, don't I don't I know that? Try to expunge that off the internet. That ain't happening. Like I said, once it gets, there's still pictures from your prom night that you just can't get rid of. I I couldn't remember. We it was a Metallica song. That was our our thought our theme song. Boy, sometime around November, we talk about how I know elections can be rigged. I thought you were going to throw in the November rain, Mr. Axel Rowe. You've been throwing some stuff out there on your, your group about the different uh, uh, musical albums. Man, I like that. You're, you're bringing back some nostalgia. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I don't play a lot of the Facebook games, and I've had uh, a lot of my Instagram has been growing this week, and I've been neglecting my social media. I know I have been. I apologize for that. But, you know, it's just everything's busy. Everything's going crazy. So um, Mr. Painter sent me over the... Uh, the Albums of Influenced You Challenge or something like that. You just have to put up the picture of an album, and then you tag somebody to participate, and uh, then they, you know, it's just pretty simple. So well, I've been uh, going down nostalgia because there's a lot of good music out there, and there's been a lot of uh, music influence in my life. And, uh, yeah, so I've been playing along, and it's it's been fun. I, I got a lot more than 10, though. I think I'm going to go for a 14-day or so because... What I did at the first is I said, okay, I can't be figuring this out every day. So I sat down, and I just started taking the pictures of my 10, and then I got to about my 14. I said, okay, that's it. That's where we're going to go. So spoiler alert, if you're a Facebook friend, you're going to see more than 10 from this guy. That does not surprise me. You are an overachiever. And if you want to be my Facebook friend, you can be it. You just got to ask me. Well, I'm going to just... I felt like a 10-year-old kid there. If you want to be my friend, you can be. Just ask me. There, there you go. Uh, I, I want to just... People always act like, well, when I sell something, you know, it is not difficult to ship anything. It is super easy. Like, the process of selling on eBay is literally atom-proof. Well, here, uh, my friend Jerry Seinfeld has a new comedy special out. I'm saying that so that he'll be your friend because you know how that works. Um, he has a new Seinfeld, has a new stand-up special on Netflix I've been talking about for the last couple of days to people. He has a bit in there about the post office. It just cracks me up. If you're selling online and you have to deal with the post office, go watch the Seinfeld special. Um, it'll give you some laughs, here's, but here's how, how atom-proof is it? Here, here's the thing. I don't even deal with the post office. Like, I literally have the VIP golden ticket. I talk to no one. I do nothing. All I do is I get my scale out here, I get the item, I come to the computer, I hit the button, I weigh it, and I push the button, it tells me what the shipping is, I pull it off, I tape it on the package, I walk into the post office like I own the place, I, I literally walk up to the front, drop it on the counter, and walk back. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a lot of people's big intimidation factors, the, well, I gotta mail it, and it's gonna cost a lot to mail, and how will I know? That's a simple, I mean... You put in the ounces, you put in the dimension, you print out a, a label, and you, you tape it. I'm going to share some secrets here. I know the nice part is after, th this isn't going to air until after Mother's Day, so I can share my secret, because it's not going to air. You see that cool little, uh, you know, thing over there? There's a little um, 
framed picture. It, it's got the name of each one of our kids, and it's got their birth dates. Bought that on Etsy. Somebody sent it to me. You know what I did? I took the bubble wrap right off of that. <laughs> I yeah, wrapped up that sweatshirt right, yeah. and put it right back in the thing I just sent out. You bubble wrapped that's a sweatshirt? Yes. Well, that's, that's I, take, I take some care. That's a new. That's a new one. You've never bubble wrapped a sweatshirt. Not a sweatshirt. No, oh, I think yeah. they're, they're padded on their own. No, I like to make sure it, it's bubble wrapped because I put. I just put in a poly mailer. You know, I know there's some things that kind of come across, but I like to bubble wrap my things because then it just shows how much I care. No one's gonna be. No one's gonna question or say um, anything bad about it. If you you take a little extra care and precautions, and um, yeah, take it from Adam Beasley. Bundle with care. I also had sent out that Fallout Boys put it in a nice box. You know, they, they paid for the higher dollar shipping, so I bubble wrapped it extremely well. That's put it in there. Smart. Put some packing bubble. So like you could not shake it. So if you were a kid on Christmas with that box, you'd have no clue what it was. And that's with with so sweatshirts give me a little bit of a hard time, but yeah, take care. People want like we've talked about. They want to open it and see that you actually cared and just didn't wad it in there and throw it in there. With the uh, Action Boy action figures, Fallout Boy, Fall Out Boy doll action figures, a lot of that packaging and condition, those people that collect that kind of stuff, I mean, if you sell a Funko Pop and you sell, send it to somebody and the corner's even bent from what it was, they're going to want to return it. So taking that extra step to make sure the condition's great is is uh, eBay 101, and that's uh, that's some good knowledge you dropped there. It literally sweatshirt um, cost me three bucks. Yeah. And what do you sell it for? 30 So, no-brainer, right? 10x my money. I'm not even doing that stock market. I'm only making 10% on playing on the market right now. Well. Which, can I tell you what a great week it was? Bonus, Michael Durbin bonus. Like, he invited me to go golfing. We went golfing yesterday. Great day. Had some food yesterday. Man, I'm telling you, I am, I'm floating. Jerry Seinfeld hits the golf in it, man. I'm telling you, this special's got it all. Hey, I should be getting paid by Jerry Seinfeld to plug this, but I'm trying to make him Adam, Adam Beasley's friend. Like Gary Vanderchuk is mine. So I had a question about the stock market, you know, uh, and we talked a little about it beforehand, but we've got people on the, uh, what's that thing called? The the uh, Robin Hood, that's what it is. And they are, are buying and selling. I had a guy say that he's been buying and selling, wants to know from you stock implications of how does this work when he goes to pay his taxes at the end of the uh, end of the year if he's been buying and selling um what kind of records do people need figured since we've been throwing it out that they should be doing it uh is kind of not necessarily ebay related but is uh financially just trying to get away from the man and make a little extra money you need to know what you're doing so brief summary of what you need to do your taxes with um stocks well the interesting thing is is now Everything is reported to the IRS. Like, you cannot have a stock transaction without the IRS knowing about it. You don't have to do anything when you buy these stocks, but the second you sell it, now it becomes a taxable transaction. At the end of the year, whatever institution will send you a 1099B, all of that information has to be reported. So, I mean, there really isn't anything. Years ago, probably about 10 years ago, when you purchased those stocks, they didn't have a, a, a stock price for your basis, so what you purchased it for. So you had to try and figure that out because they would always have the sell information. So let's just say you had, uh, I don't know, Coca-Cola stock and you sold it for $100 a share. That's what the IRS knew it was. You did not have the information for what you sold it for or purchased it for. So you were responsible for doing that. 
So basically, I'm guessing at the end of the year, tax time, they'll give you a summary report on the app, yep. and you print it off and take it to you, do your collection. And exactly. If you make too much money, you'll be paying taxes on it. If you lost money, you can you write, write, write off, off the loss so over, over a certain time period, depending on how much money you... you if you don't sell it all, all year and you just bought, you don't got to worry about it. That's right. But usually will happen in that case. You'll still get a form. You'll still get a 1099D form. Depending on the type of stock, uh, you might be getting an interest income, you might be getting a dividend income. So no matter what, you will have some form of um, taxable transactions. Now, these are things that we're talking about that are outside any kind of retirement fund. So not like your 401k, your IRA, any of those kind of things. Those are stuck in kind of a pool. They'll hang out there until you pull money out, until you draw on it. But if you're buying and selling outside of that with your own money after it comes out, then that's when the transactions become taxable. Well, good knowledge. Glad to share that. I uh, I got, I don't know if it's stories or just eBay gripes or, or what we want to call them, but I've been getting some messages from random people on eBay and it's kind of it's kind of humorous. I don't know why I, I, people are just bored or what, but I, I had a guy that... Um, Sends me this message I've got before, but I've never brought it up on the show, I don't think. And it's basically, what's the lowest uh, you would take for this item? Because I got offers on a lot of my stuff, right? So uh, here's an item. I got up for, uh, let's say, $50. Hey, what's the lowest you would take on this item? You know what my response is? I don't know. I say, what's the highest you're willing to pay? <laughs> That's a great answer. Great answer. <laughs> and if, uh, and, and uh, usually they don't write back, but... It depends. What's the what's the highest you're willing to pay? I'm not going to tell you the lowest I'm willing to take without knowing the highest you're willing to pay. I mean, you know, and if it's, uh, hey, I'll pay you $35, that's the highest I'm willing to go. If it makes sense to me, okay. Um, oh, I like that response. Done, done deal. I've had, uh, had that going on a few times this week. I've also had just uh, a lot of offers coming in. I know I've said send offers every day. I go and check my offers. And there's a big long list of them. Um, so I've been doing that. And that's been working very well. If you're not doing that, I'd, I'd uh, say that you should go do that because what do you got to lose, right? You're just sending it out. People are going to say yay or nay. And um, But I've been getting some uh, counter offers, which isn't a bad thing. Um, but when the counter offers are so low that uh, it almost infuriates you a little bit. So... I've, I've been doing that negotiation, but not trying to take it personally. Um, but there's one person go back and forth, and I knew they wanted the item, but they're trying to get, it was a $200 item, they're trying to get it for, for $100, and no, I'm not going half price on this. So finally, I just sent them a message with an offer that said, hey, I'll take $150. I'm only going to take $150 right now from you because you've been going back and forth. If uh, you don't accept this offer, I'm never going this low again, so just plan on that. And guess what happened, Adam? You sold the item. Sold the item to them. Uh, they paid within seconds, and that's on its merry little way to, I think it was somewhere in Tennessee. So um, Adam's actually taking my advice right now, and he's sending out the offers, because what do you got to lose, right? You, you, you meant that right now. You meant do it I meant right, right now. now. If, you're, if you're listening to the podcast, keep listening, but go to your eBay and send some offers. I just, you know, I had my McDonald's old high chair, had listed for 200 plus $80 in shipping. You know, I said, hey, I'll take 150 Yeah. I mean, and if somebody comes back and says, I'll, I'll give you 125 they probably bought it. That's true. And if your mom's looking for that high chair that you used to eat out of at McDonald's restaurantes, um, by the time you hear this, it's too late. But Adam would have sold it to you for Mother's Day at a great deal. 
Uh, but a lot of my things, you know, even if it's like DVDs or you know, some of the lower priced items that might not be the highest dollar items, even if you drop a price a dollar or two, it sends an email to all the all the people that have been watching the item, all the people that have been putting it in the cart and not paying for it, all, all the watchers, the uh, people that have just been clicking on the item several times, and it says, you know, you can put a custom message, but basically eBay sends you a message that says, hey, this is on discount for a limited time, this is the price the sellers that are putting out there, but also he's put it out to every other person looking at it, basically, so it puts a little bit of uh, that sense of urgency of, oh, wait, there's other people interested in this? I want it. That's mine. You know, you get that that primary, uh, that instinct coming back from people of, well, that's my, that's my uh, Packers jacket. I want that, you know, and so hopefully, um, I know for me, it's it's driven sales, you know, and every day, uh, about first thing in the morning, then again at lunchtime or lunchtime or end of the day, somewhere in there, I'll, I'll make a conscious effort to go into the eBay app and I'll, I'll just send out my offers. You know, sometimes there's eight or nine, sometimes there's two or three, but I've seen the conversion rate on that. Um, I'd say probably, you know, 30 to 50% for me. And so, you know, what, what do you got to lose? So, I mean, like I said, yeah, I mean, my, I'm literally doing it. I was, I mean, there was 1,331 people that looked at a baseball glove that I had up. Like, like that's insane. I mean, I don't know why that many people looked at it and did buy it. I mean, I had a list of for 20 bucks. I just lowered it to 1799 We'll see what happens. So 1,300 people get a thing that says, hey, this is $17, and I think, crap, I still need that baseball mitt. Probably people are like, not know if Little League's going to start or not. Should we buy it or not? Money's tight or not? I'm telling you, with uh, I don't know what's going on with this government money and people on unemployment. I know I keep hitting this and hitting this, but people are bored at home with money, and um, when people get bored with money and uh, maybe they get a couple drinky winkies in them, they are they're going to the internet and they're buying stuff. And maybe it's just people bored at home, but it, it's been nice for that purpose. I know a lot of people haven't been as lucky during this time, but um, between my personal job, my wife's job, and uh, eBay, I, uh, I'm, I'm busier than the, that Billy Goat that we usually talk about that's running around that fruit merchant stand trying to distill all of his goods with Granny's Wagon out there rolling on. So... Also, uh, some some comments I've been getting. Now I've, now I've turned Adam off. Now he's just doing that thing. Sorry. Uh, no, know, you keep doing I've that. I've got 23 of them out there. I, I figure, you know what? No, you keep hitting that. I want some sales by the end of the show from you. It's not, uh, you know, it's not that difficult. So, I uh, I had a guy contact me the other day on an item that uh, some guy, he purchased it. And he was over in England. He purchased a bunch of wrestling cards from me. And I was really happy because it was several hundred dollars worth of these these wrestling cards. And couple days go by and he hasn't paid for it. He can't uh, send an invoice with the international uh, shipping program. So I, I contacted him and just said, hey, buddy, these are these are ready to ship. I got them already. All you got to do is uh, pay and they'll be off in the mail, basically. Send him a nice little message and never heard back from him and um, went to unpaid items. You know, it, it went through that whole process to where they're back for sale. Well, a couple days ago, I get a message from him. And this is, you know, two or three weeks after the fact. And he says, Hey, I still still haven't received my item, and I uh, I, I had to look up the, the item and see what he was even talking about, and so I look and I realize who it is. I said, "Well, well, the reason you didn't receive your items is because you never paid for it, and uh, you never responded back when I wrote you that if you paid for the item, I'd ship it to you. So if you want your items, they're, they're still available. All you got to do is you just got paid for them, and I'll, I'll be happy to mail them to you still." And uh, that was the last correspondence that we had. So I don't know if that's some sort of a new 
He was hoping I'd just smell them to him or, hey, or what? Did, did you, I haven't got my stuff yet. Where, where's my stuff? Do you know that thing I sent you? I did not get that thing you sent me because you didn't send it. Oh, oh I, I didn't. Uh, that was a new one. I thought maybe maybe he's just hoping that people will see the, oh, uh, crap, I didn't mail this out or something. I don't know. But eBay's got a pretty smooth system to where... You can't screw it up. You're not going to ship something that hasn't been paid for without having to override a lot of things. So No, I mean, like, uh, you, I've got the eBay app. Uh, literally, if somebody is going to make an offer on an item, I get an alert. I can look at it. I can say, yeah, great, I'll take that. That's what happened with these follow-up with things. I had it listed a little bit more. They sent it, and I says, bing, absolutely, I'll sell it. I mean, I've been sitting on it for nine months. It means nothing to me. And I figure I get that. I got the same thing with this other sort. And literally, I made 100 bucks, and I did... Um, maybe five minutes of work, if that, and by work, I mean, I took the item, I wrapped it up, I printed it off, I was going to the post office way anyways. Yeah, but you had to find the item originally, and you had to, you had to put exactly. it for sale, so I mean, it took some time. But for me, like, that's the fun part. It is the fun part, but that's technically the work. That technically, technically the work. I remember when you got your Fallout Boy, and, uh, I mean, it was, it was one of those things that, you know, you took a, you said, hey, this can go for Boom. I have, to, I have to wait for a little bit. Oh, right there. Sold something. Is that something you just sent an offer for? <laughs> That's like literally just sent an offer. So literally, with like not even two minutes. So ago. it turns out the uh, the old the old man with the mask knows what he's talking about a little bit sometimes, folks. Dang it, I, I didn't have the sound on. Yeah, that would have been a good sheen, but if you had your cell phone on during the podcast, we'd hear all your other things that you got going on, and it's, it's you know... It's bad enough right. when we're hearing us click and, and pop on and, the other ones. And this was, uh, it's a WWE, it's a wrestling-related item, so. Still my niche, man, coming over into my coming over into my turf. How about that, man? That was, I, I, I lowered the price 50 cents. 50 cents. Well, that's, I think some of us, people forget about it, right? So they look at a lot of things. They don't necessarily know the original price, so it pops up again. They think, oh, that's a good price. You know, it's just getting in front of buyers' faces, and it might be a Saturday morning, they're out um, watching cartoons, whatever you do, mowing the lawn, and, and they want a little break, and hey, that guy's going to sell it to me, and I'm sure it's that, and other people are interested, and you thought, no, I want that, or I'm giving that to my kid, or whatever, I need that. You put that urgency there, and people move. Here comes the money. Proof's in the pudding. Here comes, look, that, like, you can't stage that, you can't do anything. Derek told me to do it within... Five minutes, I started listening. I got all of 23 items. And the thing, I don't have a huge inventory in my store. I mean, I'm right around 100 items. That's kind of where I always want to be. I'd, obviously, I'd like to increase that, but I've got probably another 100 items to list in there. My death pile, haven't really been working on it. But, I mean, it, it's easy. Like, I literally just did it. So, all you people out there struggling with sales or whatever, go find, uh, you can look on your eBay app, or you can go on the actual eBay Sellers Hub, and it'll have a spot where it says Send Offers. And just go go send your offers, right? Have your stuff when you price stuff. Put a little wiggle room in there so that you can send offers, too. It uh, doesn't hurt. Sometimes I, I will pad my, if I have buy it now, which most of my things are best offer buy it now, I'll have a little little wiggle room in there because if somebody wants to pay outright, I sold a uh, Michael Jordan uh, card this morning for $49. But I padded it so that I could do my 43, like my higher Michael Jordan cards, depending on what they are. I've been doing this 23, 45, now I do 45, 23, because those were his basketball numbers. So when it goes to Michael Jordan fans, they kind of get that, and they purchase. So I put it 49 
know that if it doesn't sell in a couple weeks, I'm going to start sending offers out to people for 45 23 and it would probably hopefully go. Well, somebody just bought flat out today for $49, $49.99, which was fine by me. You know, so if you put a little padding in your in your prices, um, you don't want so tight margins that you can't negotiate, especially when we're getting this stuff for, you know, two, three bucks. Uh, maybe not the cards as much, but a lot of our, our uh, clothing type items or, or thrift store type items, you can, um, I mean, if you're not making almost double your, your uh, what am I trying to say, your purchase yeah. price, your, your margin's about 50 to 100%, uh, you're probably picking the wrong items. And also with some of your, your dead stock that you're just trying to get away with or, or just get, yeah, you know, a moving, if it comes up there and you just want to get rid of it, slash that price to almost, you know, almost nothing, you're still making a little profit. These guys think, man, I'm getting this for 75% off his asking price. I got to move on that. So uh, just some strategies for you there. Um, I don't know if it will help you, but as, as Adam's shown with uh, within the course of the podcast, it's already selling for him. So this is this is nice. I went in, you know, same thing. I, I'm just looking at my dashboard. You know, I don't get into it as often as I should, but I just get in there. And, you know, I've got ten items that need some more item specifics, and I just went in and changed a few and added it on there. So I have to do the podcast, so I have to work on his eBay store. Well, I tell you stories about the interwebs. Man, I like this. I, we need to do this more often. Yeah, I think we should do this almost weekly, right? That'd be a great idea. I wonder if we should start doing a weekly podcast. You know. Yeah, yeah. Last year or so. So, um, where are we at? How about break time? What a break time, man. You zip right through that first portion. All right. We'll come back. I got I got a story. I got to get my item ready to ship. You got to get shipping. Well, it's that time of the year. It's time to file your taxes. What a daunting task. Can you imagine sitting in your basement, taking all 12 months of all your receipts and just trying to figure that out? I got that shoebox full of receipts and I'm gonna make this work. And then what do you do? You get online and you try and figure it out yourself. It ain't worth it, man. Hey, you need to file your taxes. Go to adamupaccounting.com. We'd be happy to help you. We understand resellers like crazy. Um, We know how to file your taxes. We know how to put all your expenses in the right categories. We know how to take care of it timely, that you feel like, oh, this is well worth it. I should have been doing this my entire life. Look at Derek. Look what he used to be. And look what we've got him trained into now. I'm a champion. That's what your Twitter says. So go to adamupaccounting.com. You can find us on there. You can... uh, message us directly. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. I'd love to help you out so that we can decrease the stress that you have coming up in the next few months. If you're not on Visible Mobile, what are you doing with your life? You just must like to waste money. Visible Mobile, Adam. What is it? I'm here to tell you. It's a new phone service running on your Verizon network. You can pay as little as $25 now. They've got this new thing that's called a party party plan. The party line. It's like a family plan, except for you don't have to go around and collect all the money from everyone. Everyone pays their own bill. I don't have to Venmo my cousin. You don't have to Venmo your cousin, Eddie. You don't have to go down that trailer park and try to wake up Granny and tell her, get out of your wagon and give me your money. So you're saying I need to get on Visible Mobile to start saving money every single month. All in... $40 a month, 
down to 25 depending on how your party plan goes. You get unlimited everything. You get the best coverage there is available. You have a mobile hotspot included. Of course, when you go there, you're going to use our promo code. Adam, do you remember our promo code? Not yet. Well, I'm going to tell you what it is. B B W V Q. And let me say that for you fanatically. That's Bravo Victor Whiskey Victor Quebec. Go to Visible Mobile. It's tax time still. Apparently the government might extend it until September 15th. Who the heck knows what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I uh, can't get enough of it, my friend. Well, I, have, I went to go find my, my wrestling stuff, and I remembered I got a note in there. I don't have it here. You know why? I keep it in the locked up stuff at home. The good stuff. It's in your uh, your version of the glass case. I do have a version of the glass case. I got everything organized. I remembered. Oh yeah, I got all my wrestling stuff in the in the locked up cabinet at the house. So Derek doesn't just take something as he uh, grips on by, or what? You never know what people want to you know look in your your personal collection. <laughs> the vintage collection of Adam Beasley and uh, Double Law and Comma. Exclusively on Death Piles and Taxes. Ah, man, my, my sports card collection's getting nice. Well, speaking of sports cards, I know everyone's probably tired of hearing us talk about them, but... Unless you're making money on them, which I am. We got, we got real talk here, Adam. So, uh, for the past little while, I've been just uh, doing a group send-in with the PSA, and we've just been uh, putting a little, little uh, money in, and I just send it in bulk for everyone. Well, with Mike Painter and his acquisitions and, and what he's been doing and the uh, the volume and the turnaround time he's looking for and just the overall man's a maniac right now. I mean, he just keeps bringing in piece after piece after piece. He's a Hulk maniac. He's a Hulk maniac, brother. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. He said, uh, well, well, basically, we were talking about some options and things, and I said, you know, for what you're doing, you just need to buy you a membership. I'll help you if you list in things, however you get them sent in your first time, if you have any problems. but Tax-deductible uh, membership. So I've, I've talked him into he's going to get his own membership, and he's going to send it in his own cards, and that way he can go at his own speed. Uh, pricing might be a little different, but if you if you sign up, they got a few different memberships. The Platinum membership is $250 because I just bought it a couple of months ago, renewed it. But with that, I got a cool backpack and some sleeves, and you get a monthly magazine. <laughs> and you can probably sell it on eBay anyways. But they, uh, yeah, but they, <laughs> how did you know? But they, oh my goodness, the phone's ringing, right? The crucial spot of the podcast, we answer that on the air? If you want to. Well, I didn't take as long as I thought it would. A couple swigs of Dr. Uh, do. The old Dr. Do. Dr. 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 Do. I mix the two. Um, gives me a little more energy. No, so, uh. The, the Platinum membership gives you like 15 free grades, but they're the fast turnaround. I said with all those um, things that he's bought, he's going to come on the show and talk about, so I don't want to spoil his surprise. He's going to have a tax uh, liability this year, let's just say that. So that would probably be more beneficial for you, so you can send them in, get them back faster, and then yeah, just go on your own. So I don't know if you still want to bundle deal with me or if you want to take the, the step and uh, get your own membership, my friend. I'll have to look it up, but I, I don't know because I've got quite a few cards. And, I know that list keeps growing, and, and the uh, economy time, we're back to about, about that six to who I knows really, what though. I mean, you know, I had some goals last year of kind of numbers I wanted to hit, where I wanted to be at. I really feel like I've got, you know, probably a handful of cards, and 
I'll be in the thousands of dollar ranges that I'm going to make off of. Well, especially with, cards. with with the cards that you have, you want that fast turnaround. So maybe that two fifty for the fifteen uh, fast turnarounds worth it for you. I just, I just thought I'd bring it up. So here's the thing: I, I'm thinking about this. I wonder. Let's just say that the world didn't, you know, end and stand still with this whole whatever interesting COVID thing. But I wonder if my accountant would let me say. I've got these cards now, and we're going to go to the Dallas Maverick game and see if we can go get Luca to sign them, because then that would increase my profitability. What do you think my accountant would say to that? He would say, no way, man. That sounds crazy, brother. Same thing mine would say if I want to go down to Louisiana and try to hunt down Carmelo and have him sign that finals jersey. That sounds like the trip isn't exactly for that. That's a, What was it that he told our buddy Bill when we were up at the eBay and he bought those uh, those. Hockey jerseys. hockey jerseys, and he was asking how much he could write off for that trip, the whole trip, or just a, you know a, a day or I, so. I told him a percentage. I mean, like, says that's really what he did, and he sourced them, and he made money. That's that's always the concern. The question is, did you make money from the purpose of what you're doing? So I guess after the trip, if you got the signed autographs from the uh, Dallas Maverick player that you're after, that might be a different story. I don't know. All I know is I can't wait. We, I mean, we'd go thrifting while we were there, so then we'd increase our you know. Of course, this is all in the hypothetical of the world still working and they're not going to be playing the NBA, uh, if they play the NBA at, at Disney World in a, in a dome somewhere. So, um, you know, I've been, here's where I've been curious. So, you know, I have a lot of the pro wrestling interests and uh, some, not, not necessarily connections, but I've learned through uh, the process of the internet, there's certain people, and um, I don't know how to word this right because it sounds like kind of, Shady, but it's not shady. <laughs> but if you'll uh, contact certain people, like direct message them or email them, find their email addresses and say, hey, I got some merchandise. Um, would you be willing to sell or autograph it if I was to send it to you, pay you a fee? What would that process be? How much would that cost? So on and so forth. There's people that um, will will do that. They'll say, yeah, send it to me in a 20 spot and send it back to you. So I don't think... Uh, the guy you're after necessarily needed the 20 spot, but that might be worth a contact of, hey, I got these. You know, if I send you 50, 100 bucks to sign them, is that something that can happen? He's bored sitting around at home right now. It's worth it's worth reaching out for, I guess. I, I like that. I like that idea. Can I tell you also why I'm in such a good mood? Well, because we're both wearing our teal shirts again. Teal shirts. It makes me happy. I went to a yard sale yesterday. You went to a yard sale yesterday. They technically called it an estate sale. Oh, I saw them signs. Sale. I thought, who's crazy enough to go in this hotbed of COVID town that you're in to an estate sale? It, now, here I am. It, it was outside. I, I didn't get any closer than probably eight feet from everybody. Well, then you didn't buy nothing. No, because what I did is I, I, I kind of played the game. I, I, I've learned some things from, from Gary V, your Twitter buddy. He does those trash talks. You kind of go, you look at a couple of things. I had a kid there that says, hey, is there anything you look for? I'm like, yeah. Do you got any, like, sports stuff? You know, you got me, uh, you know, sports cards or video games or any kind of things like that. Trying to, you know. Open the, yeah, grease the wheel a bit. Grease the wheel. And, and he showed me a couple of things. Not even sports, but like that. Some kids' golf clubs. Like, not even real ones. They're like the plastic things. And, yeah, well, it was real nice. But I'm looking for something more in the adult section. Yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't That's what Adam usually it. says. That's, yes. Uh, especially if it didn't, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 um, no, I, I mean it was just it was just good to get out. Like I said, you know, look through a few things. I mean, it wasn't a, a, anything that I really found of value, but just 
The thrill of the Was that the one over the Santa Quinn? I saw the signs. I, yes. I didn't go, well, okay, well, that's good. I, uh, yeah, well, that's starting to kick up again. I'm thinking thrift stores will probably start opening soon-ish. Might be limited to how many people can come in. Where we're at, I mean, they're open at other places, people listening. Yeah, if you're uh, certain, I mean, it depends, counties and then states are all different, so. Um, but for us, you know, that might be something to get back in, especially if we can get back in while uh, the Internet's still going on fire for sales. If you can go start buying T-shirts again for two or three dollars, and, and they're selling for fifteen to twenty all day long, then people are listening in Romania. Well, uh, you know, Transylvania and Romania. It's probably that Halloween episode that you were so scared about. They're probably laughing at that. I got a question while we're at that. I uh, I watched the Princess Bride this week. Are you a fan of the Princess Bride, or is that one that you won't watch? I mean, it has Andre the Giant. Come on, well, he was a giant that has those Fred Savage. has those rats, so I didn't know if that was one that you're scared of or not. I'm not afraid of rats, just snakes. Just like Indy. Well, you won't watch Willow, so I didn't know if Princess Bride. I mean, they're pretty similar. Well, it's just one of those, I've seen it so many, it doesn't scare me. Okay, all right. Know? Like, Willow still has that unknown myth, because I remember seeing it as a small child, just like never-ending story. I mean, I mean those are all... Kind of same category. Yeah, you kind of feel like that. That we, you know, and I don't remember exactly. And you know, I just, okay. I, I just I was watching it, and I thought, I wonder if Adam would or would not watch this. And I was not going to text you, but I thought, well, we do a podcast. I'll just ask him. Probably seen it at least a dozen times. Andre the Giant was there. I mean, that guy. He's just huge, big guy. He is a he's a big. And guy. my wife asked me questions about him all during the show, and it made me feel good that I'm the, the pro wrestling guy that I could actually answer those. You are the expert. Can I, uh, can I tell you a story that I've been promising to tell people for a while now? You, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've kind of got a lot going on. I don't. Oh, yeah. This is a podcast that we talk about stories. So, yes, absolutely. Tell me this. So, story. you've been giving me some beef, and it's been going back for a little bit. If you go back, I'm going to tell the oh, full story. Are you Are you talking about your heart transplant guy? Exactly. My, my buddy, I'm not going to say his name because, you know. Um, Do I need to look in the obituaries? No. That's a horrible thing to say. Death and taxes, I mean, uh, you never know. Goodness, Adam. I- I'm just saying. The man has a wife. I'm sure He's he got a family. I'm sure that he does. There's people that care about him. Well, I know. He might be listening to this podcast show and thinking, well, Adam Beasley's a real jerk. He's not doing my taxes. No, I'm just saying. I didn't know where you were going with the story. I mean, well, if you'd listen, you'd learn that he's not on the uh, brown side of the dirt. I'm sorry. The grass. I, I, I tried, sometimes I tend to interrupt and get a little ahead of myself, but you just never know. Poor guy probably thinks he's dead now. I hope he isn't. For, for I hope he's sake. not. For this story's sake, or I'm going to have to cut this out again. So, for those that uh, don't know, I think the first meeting was, well, I put it in there. The second meeting I've cut out, and then I've just not talked about it for, for uh, till now. So, I'm just going to tell it in its entirety. I might uh, rehash some things that have already been mentioned, but I think it's for the full story. You just need the full story. And this is not a derailment with D-Roy. This is an actual... That's eBay. true. This is an eBay relevant this is with 90, D-Roy. This is 97% true. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Well, let you figure out the 3%. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. a lot more than that. So, I, uh, so I'm, I'm always looking for things to, to buy, and... Uh, this is back probably several months ago. Um, I guess the archives will tell you when that is for sure. I found this gentleman selling uh, wrestling memorabilia in the Facebook Marketplace. And I, I buy and flip a lot of that, as all you listeners know. 
And he had uh, a thing that just said, I have I have wrestling stuff. Contact me if you're interested, pretty much. That is the, the big bait and hook with Derek. And I said, what wrestling stuff you got? Because if you have, like, a toy action figure and a little crappy belt and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, a, a tube top, I'm not interested. <laughs> but <laughs> But if you got, you know, some other things, I might be. So uh sends me over some pictures, and I said, okay, I'm interested. And I... I get with, with my wife and uh, we go up and, and see him. He's up in northern Utah. Um, I think on the way, I'm trying to remember the original story, um, but basically it comes out that uh, he's going to be home all day because he's uh, waiting for a heart transplant. He has a, uh, what they call, well, it's basically an artificial heart, but he can't leave the house too far in case something happens. He's got a little machine on him that has to be plugged in and, and it's a whole it's a whole thing. So uh, basically he can't leave is the, the summary of the story, so he's going to be there when I get there. So I go up, uh, we have a good interaction, I, I pay him the asking price, which Adam thought was just belligerent of me, that I should have gave this guy ten times his asking price, and I, I got the items, and I uh, broke the ice and made a friendship. And so, uh, part two comes, uh, a couple couple weeks later, it might have been a month later, get contact from him again, and he says, hey, I got some more stuff, if you want it, um, you know, whatever, I think we negotiated the price, and I said, okay, I'll, I'll come up after work on this day, on Monday or whatever, for, for story's sake. So Monday comes, I send him a little text that says, hey, I'm, I'm on my way, you know, it'll be uh, about an hour after work to drive up there. So I get to the parking lot of, uh, of his apartment complex, and I look at my phone, because when I drive, I don't really look at my phone, I was just, you know, driving that. Back then, we had traffic and stuff, too, so I'm trying to beat traffic, and I know where I'm going. And I look, and it's uh, this message from his wife that says, hey, this is his wife. Uh, he ended up um, getting life-flighted, <laughs> and uh, basically, transaction's not going to happen today. And uh, obviously, you know, I, I wasn't sad about that or that I drove up there, but I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh, man, this guy, you know, getting life-flighted to Salt Lake from where he was is only about a 10-minute drive. So I'm like, this is pretty serious. Yeah, this is pretty, life pretty serious to get yeah. life-flighted. And so then I'm thinking, um, I hope this guy doesn't die. And I didn't hear nothing back for a while. And I was kind of, you know, worried about him because, you know, we had, you know, not necessarily a, we had trans, you know, when you buy something from somebody and you have that relationship bought, uh, formed or whatever, I'm like, ah, that poor guy, I hope that he, he didn't live in the best area. He was in, uh, I guess, the stabby part of Layton, you would dare say, not in the best apartment complex. It bordered uh, Ogden Stabby Park. I was, I saw him like, you know, I, that guy's kind of in a rough spot to begin with and probably doesn't have a lot of money to pay for the medical bills that, that are happening and stuff, too. So I just told his wife, sorry, I'll, uh, you know, send out prayers, vibes, whatever, hope everything goes well. And that's where I left it. I hadn't met the wife before. I don't think, no, I hadn't met the wife before at this time. So uh, a few more weeks go by and, and the guy contacts me and says, hey, I'm out of the hospital. <laughs> Everything's fine. You still interested? And uh, like, yeah, okay, I, you know, I'll, uh, I'll come up right after work today because I want to wait a couple of days in case uh, your number's up or something. And so I uh, just shoot on up there again because I, I, well, I want to have that interaction again. When you say numbers up, you don't mean that his cell phone number got turned off. No, I meant that I hope he doesn't die in the next week, and so I can just go up there and not have to do that again. I can get up there, I can get the stuff, and. Uh, Wish him well and tell him I'm glad that he's, he's, he's up and at him. And I, I don't need that text from his wife again saying, hey, uh, you know, guy's, guy's no longer with us. So, 
So I shoot on up there and, uh, you know, get my box of stuff. I'm like, you doing all right? And kind of talk to him a little bit. But when I knocked on the door, his wife answered the door, and she gave me, like, the death glare. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, exactly. I'm like, hey, I'm just here for uh, the wrestling stuff with, you know, your husband's name. And uh, she's, like, kind of staring at me. And she's like, what? I'm like, oh, he, he contacted me, told me to come on up. So I, I came on up and closes the door about five minutes later, lets me in. And she's kind of just giving me the death glare. They have these little dogs at this point, kind of yipping and yapping. And and uh, so I'm like, oh, man, this was kind of not this. It was very awkward. And I got stuff and, and paid him. And I said, thank you. And uh, went about my merry way and thought, well, that's never going to happen again. And, and I probably, uh, you know, not got the best of uh, friends there now because... I thought the lady hated me. And so, a couple, uh, probably about a month later, I get a message from the guy again. And he says, hey, I found some more stuff, and I really need some money because I got medical bills coming. Um, if you're not interested, I don't want to be burdening you or, or have you think uh, um, you're bother- I'm bothering you or whatever, but if you could help out, that'd be cool. So I said, well, how much money do you need for your medical bills? And he, and he told me what it was. I said, okay. It was a substantial amount. It was a substantial amount, but this is what he needed for the month or else he was out of, out of business. And I said, well, how much stuff do you got? He told me it wasn't really that much. And I said, well, I'll make you a, uh, somewhat of a deal. If I, if I cover your, your bills for this month or whatever, I'll just come get what you got. And then in the future, if you find anything, we'll figure it out or whatever. But, like, okay. help, help him help yeah. out. He's reaching yeah. out. I, I felt bad about the first couple transactions. Just on how it went down. Yeah. And he had some good stuff. I mean, I've, I've turned a good profit on that stuff. So I went up there this time, knocked on the door, and the wife answers the door again. I'm like, oh, man, here we go. And this is after COVID had started at this point. So, you know, I have my mask and everything. I'm trying to be respectful. I'm, I'm you know, I said, hey, I'm here. You know, is everything good? And she was just happy to see me and, you know, good to see you again kind of thing. So I thought, well, something's changed here. And uh, health had to improve. And so I, I go in there, and she's telling me how the dogs probably won't bite me, but they're trained to, uh, you know, in case intruders come in, and these are these little ankle biters to begin with. And, and she apologizes if they're aggressive, but, uh, you know, that's just what they're trained for because they have their own business somewhere. She was telling me this story of something I've never heard before, and I, I think that's a 3% that's the BS because I thought there's no way you got a business somewhere because I see where you're living and how this is going down. I don't want to derail it, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked if you worked your deal into getting this wrestling memorabilia and he says, hey, while you're there, uh, what are you looking for one of those dogs? <laughs> I don't want none of those dogs. You, you throw in one of those dogs for me? The, the killer trained dogs there, so that yeah, were my, were my style. I mean, the little yippy and, uh, I mean... They're good probably for uh, alert alert dogs, but they definitely weren't going to be protecting. And even if they latched into me, I'd have just probably kept walking. So I uh, so I go back and talk with him, and and I, I got some of the stuff. And then he's having kind of a hard time with some of this other stuff. I said, no, you know what? You don't got you don't got to sell that. Like you can keep that. If I'm, I don't need everything or whatever. And and he was kind of grateful. And I took what I took, and I paid him. The sum, and I said, you know, if you ever find anything else, let me know, but that should cover your bills, right? He said, yeah. And he said, thank you. And uh, we went about our way, and I, I haven't heard back or reached back out really to him since then, um, but we, we got a deal. So if he finds other stuff, I think he was kind of going around to thrift stores and finding stuff. He also had a storage unit he'd been going through. So um, moral of the story, I guess, is make those relationships. It was kind of funny and awkward with wife hate and with uh, life lighting. And it was just a, a very odd story for, for purchasing things. But 
But uh, I was able to make a relationship. I paid him the money and gave him what he needed to be able to sustain himself and and uh, move on for a few months or wherever that, that led him. Um, I think I went over to the wife. And in the meantime, I was able to find some products to source that I've, I've been able to make my money back. Um, you know, he had some, some good things I've been selling off. So win, 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 my friend Adam. That's the official heart transplant guy, uh, long version, short version story. Maybe you can share a picture, a photo of some of those things on the, on the Facebook page. That would be kind of nice. That'd be nice. Maybe I'll do that. Um, okay. I'm going to try to hit the Instagram and then the Twitter a little more. Some people have been starting to follow me out of the blue, which means people are just starting to listen. And I've been uh, not up on my social media because it's just yeah, it's been crazy. Maybe send a text over to Gary and kind of you know throw something at him. Uh, you, know, you know, you never know. So it, it, moral of the story, you never know what kind of a – you know, relationship or, or strike up a deal. I think it's, you know, you get into those real... Hey, you don't know what opportunities those, are out Those there. picker type stories. I mean, there's, you know, the American pickers and that's kind of where it, where it started. Speaking of that. pickers, I went and met some people today that I'm going to try to get on our podcast or not this week. I talked about it last week. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get into a long story because they might come on the show and we'll talk the whole story. And just don't try to picker Frank Fritz, Derek Everett. That's all I'm going to say. Right. I know the bundle. Before you ever try the bundle. I, I just listened to last week's. Are, are you referring to the guy who came and saw your Utah Jazz memorabilia? Well, I may have traveled to uh, his uh, his location. I may have sent out texts and calls before I went to his location and said, this is where I'm at, and if you don't hear from me in a half hour, uh, contact the authorities. So um, I'm out. I made it live. But it was really, uh, really interesting and I am, like I'm saying, trying to have these people on, on the podcast. I'm hoping we can go do a show there. Very interesting. Um, younger people than us, what they're, what they're into, what they're doing. I don't want to spoil it in case we get them on. If they won't come on, I'll tell the whole story here in a couple of weeks. Is that the guys we talked about a couple months ago that had some, they, like, they have a TikTok channel on their, their pawn shop or whatever? Or you're not sure? No, this is probably some different people, but um, it's just odd. I talked to Phil about this for like a half hour the other day, just, just about this alone. Of, yeah. Um, it's the generation after us, but they're into like the '90s clothing yeah, and that yeah. stuff, and they have a certain start, certain stop date, and they're only interested in X amount. Um, these guys have a business model where uh, you schedule appointments and you come over to their place for exclusive uh, shopping. And it'd be like if I had my eBay store, but I'd only let people come and schedule points to come and and shop in my house and find my stuff. I, it's just it's just a different. Uh, it's a different way of approaching it, and I don't quite understand it because I'm a little older, I guess. But I've even talked to some younger folks about it, and it's just, I don't know if it's a new trend or what it is, and that's kind of why I want to have them on the show to talk to them about it. And uh, they had an amazing collection of things, and I don't want to spoil any of that either. So I'm going to send out a text here, probably try to schedule this in the next couple weeks. We can go over to, uh, actually ended up being a location uh, basement so I like location stuff um, I think you would be uh, amazed at some of the things they have uh, you never know what people have it, it was insane for me so so that's that that's a different thing that's a different story last week you talked about a gentleman wanted to see part of your collection no that's the same that's the same people. oh okay okay yeah, yeah alright they tried to tried to do a little bundle deal and I said listen listen kids so I also listen you got I, there, I'm the king of the bundle same thing with with um Top, top of the line, all I can do for you. Getting, you know, some more interest in your items or, or 
you talked about Phil getting Felton Spencer there, maybe yeah, potentially in in uh, in shot. I just threw that out. I was just shooting from the hip. Did, did he? Did he bring it up to him? I went over, so I, I that's good therapy. So go on uh, now. Go Thursdays because Friday got a little busy for me, and I'm I'm tired by the end of the week. If you don't have a relationship with a card shop guy, you really just, need. That's just a good person, like somebody can just go. So I go in there, and, and he's happy to see me. We have a couple drinks, and uh, we just BS for about. An hour and a half, enough that I tell my wife I'm going to see Phil, and she knows that means I'm going to be out for a bit. Um, spend some money, sometimes spend more, sometimes spend less, sometimes he buys stuff off me, but really we just kind of get talking, and, yes. and uh, it's just good to talk. He, uh, he's he been on the show, go back and listen to, to the card with Phil, you'll understand the personality. Just a good guy, man, just a good guy. Which is good to have in your life. And so I went over there. We're, we're breaking down uh, the shoe. I asked him if everything's all right with the shoe. He's got a little... Have you been over there lately? He's yeah. got a little sign saying what the shoe is. And uh, and uh, now he's happy because, you know, kids in our area, and this is kind of where I got talking yeah. uh, with the friends in the, in the chat, but we were kind of talking it over too. I mean, there's not... Some areas, there's, there's like, you know, people just come out of there and like pro athletes or, or this or that. And, and really, in this area, there's not a whole lot of that. So it's good opportunity for kids, even a Felton Spencer shoe, for somebody to go in that store and see an NBA player's shoe signed is something that's kind of rare, something they don't get to see every day. So his whole po- point was, and a lot of the stuff that he's got in there on his display cases and stuff, is he wants kids in this area to be able to have the opportunity to see a Hank Aaron signed back because it doesn't exist. that doesn't exist. No. And it's kind of the same with, and I felt Spencer, whoever, it was an affordable shoe. It's a big shoe. It's got the pump on it. Um, you know, I I didn't throw out trying to get felt. I kind of joked about it, but I don't think you I said, you know, for the price, you could probably get felt to stand here and take pictures. I don't know what Felton's up to. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, no, he, he's, he was just happy as could be. And uh, we've talked card prices and and uh, all sorts of things with Phil. So, yeah, maybe we'll do a show with him again someday. I got this dream to where I got time and maybe I could start doing a show with Phil about cards. We've talked to Waddy about that. I want to do another podcast with my dad at some point, doing the thing with you. But the the, uh, the problem is where the bottleneck is is all the editing and posting up. The sitting down and talking for an hour, not a problem. Maybe just do an unedited, you know, throw it out there. Well, right. if you're going to do it, do it right. I, right. I mean, you know. Felton is currently an assistant coach at uh, Bellamera University in Louisville, Kentucky. And so... Um, with with that, like I was saying, now the current NBA player that you're talking about uh, getting an autograph from would be hard to do. But somebody like a Felton Spencer, if you wrote or contacted Bellamount University and said, uh, Mr. Spencer, I got this shoe, I mean, it's already signed, or I got this uh, card, if I was to send that to you with return postage, could you sign it for me? There's, there's opportunities out there, folks, and some of these people are a lot more uh, accessible than you'd think. Um, I know there's a guy that comes into Phil's card shop that's a big Patrick Waugh fan. He was able to write Patrick Patrick Roy Patrick Waugh. So would I call you D Waugh Everett? If we were in France, yes. Okay. Or French Canadian. Just wanted to make sure. You bet. Same you, spelling. You can say it if you'd like. Okay. I mean, if that makes you feel better about yourself in life, then go for it. D Waugh. <laughs> D Waugh. <laughs> Let's go, D Waugh. So he he said uh, he said him he's he's I think he's a minor league coach or something right now in one of the you know Canadian farm leagues. Sent him a little, a little letter, kind of like Phil and his brother used to do, and he got an autographed picture back from the guy. So There you go, man. You never know. So, and uh, if it was me, I'd be selling on eBay. But, you know, 
Yeah, that that's like in the personal collection. Yeah, there's certain things for personal collection, which apparently we were making fun of Mike Painter about a few months ago, having the personal collection. Now we're building our personal collections. But let's. I don't remember that. Uh, he says it's in the show. So I don't. Must have I don't have an item in my personal collection that doesn't have a dollar on it. That's true. Everything is for sale. Everything's got a price for the million dollar man. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I, I had a really good point, like I was going to run into it, but I, I've forgotten what it Oh, I remember what it is now. Yeah. I, I, I totally remember. I, I went golfing with, with Derb, and I told him he should have come on the, the um, trip to San Jose. He kind of talked about the Husky section. Um, and I said, hey, man, you can you can be a member. You, you know, we, So you're just taking this time to say that your, your friend is Husky? Yes. So you just wanted to out him on the air of being a fat man? Yes, I mean, come on, it's it's reality, you know. We we can't deny it. I mean, I'm there too. I mean, I'm I'm I was there to the store shopping for some things last week, and I, I found the husky section. It, it does exist, but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it does exist. It is not a, a a fake thing, but just kind of scrolling through that Facebook marketplace like you talked about, and there is somebody selling shrimp boil bags that I am about dying ready to go to because I, I I got my hunger on that. Why don't you buy us a couple of those? That's what I'd like to do right we'll now. We'll have them delivered, and uh, we'll, we'll take care of them. I'd like to do that. I've got some things i got to take care of today. Yeah. So, like I said, again, it's going to be post-Mother's Day. Uh, I'm going to go out, and I told you, I got my wife something very nice. Uh, you know, it's, I got my wife something very, very nice. Very it's nice. very nice. Look at this thing here. It's, it is nice. It's a nice thing. I, I I'm just kind of having some fun. Oh, I, I'm just saying. I mean, and you support somebody on Etsy and the local uh, e-commerce. Found my my mom, my grandma, something. I, I went the extra mile. I, I you know try to do something that you know make it uh, nice and, and personalized. But I, I don't. know. I mean, Mother's Day is important. Um, you know, do do something nice. Recognize. Um, if you heard this right now, you didn't do anything. You still have time. That's right. You're just a week behind. Yeah. You can still make it good. I mean, it's just like your homework. You turn it in late, it's still worth something. You still get some credit, yeah. You get some. And if you go a little bigger now because you realize that you missed it, you can still probably save it. Go big or go home. Oh, my God. I got a call from a Pelican right now. What? Here's the the cutback in moment. (laughs) I just sold another thing. I just sold a... He got me kidding. I know. Oh, your jacket. The Carolina Panther jacket. There you go. Just sold that, man. No. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Yeah, that's because you're listening to me. I mean, this is awesome, man. This is awesome. Do like Adam, listen to D-Roy and make money. I'm hoping that, you know, the guy made it. Let's see if I turn on the sound. We'll see if we get the cha-ching sound while we're on here. And now you can go home to your wife. And she's, you know, you're going to tell her that you've been making money, making sales. She's going to be happy. You bring home a crab boil bag and uh, and uh, some some dollar bills. I don't think it's going to change after you've checked it and sold. It just doesn't happen. Well, this is another item. So Adam's selling stuff. I've told my stories. Uh, I think it's about that time, Adam. Hold on. Unless you got something else here. I did. Literally, that's three items. I've got two sold. This guy just asked me, is the shipping price included in it? I told him, yes. This is that Arizona Cardinal, the other one. I've been I thought you to, said you sold that. I thought I did, but it was a different Arizona Cardinal one. How much Arizona Cardinal stuff do you own? Hey, man, when, when you found a deal, apparently some guy was probably just done with the team. He got rid of all <laughs> of his stuff. 
Probably in the state cell. He's into the heck with this. I'm done with these guys. Tell him if he buys it in the next two minutes, he'll drop another five bucks so it could change. Yeah. I was just making money. I mean, literally, this is going to be three items in a matter of 30 minutes. And it was all from doing the offers. Correct? All from doing the offers. I mean, it works. <laughs> it literally There works. you go. The proof is in the pudding. Man, this is awesome. Adam was doing this during the podcast, and uh, in that time, he's done that. So if you're sitting around listening to the podcast and haven't been sending offers out, this is awesome. Go, uh, go hit that up. That's that's easy money. Here comes the money, man. I'm going to be able to buy a bunch more stuff. <laughs> you might be able to afford that PSA uh, subscription. No, I mean, I just literally, I just got my PSA subscription in the last uh, three days here. So, and thank you, Derek. That like. That is proof it is in the pudding. There it goes. Right. It, it works. Maybe you should send some screenshots on our Facebook so people know that we're not lying. I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to screenshot Or I'm going to try to put some wrestling stuff up because people love that. I'll, I'll screenshot this right now. I'll post it as we speak. As we speak. And you can put in there, listen to the next episode to see what just happened here. Yeah, How these sales happen. That's a good idea. Well, I, I don't know if we're going to wait for this guy or not. I, no, I can no, just no. put it in ka Just do that. Right there. Oh, you hear that? Oh, there it is. Now, okay, now well, the, Leroy, I mean, now I'm going to give it, there's three things in life that are for certain. <laughs> oh. The one is, you listen to Derek, you will make money. I can make you rich. Two. Slowly. slowly. The other are death piles. And taxes. Living and die.